Brandon, I have so much to talk to you about. Let's hear it. What oh actually what the What an amazing show I cast. It set all of the records. Absolutely all of it. it was the biggest I cast ever. It was literally like over twelve thousand people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's not open to the public. These are just manufacturers, they're reps, they're buyers, they're mom and pop stores, they're rod makers, they're lure inventors, they're people that have products out there that go along with the fishing industry. And it's literally the largest show in the world that is critical for the support of recreational fishing. ICAST, it was amazing. And boy, let me tell you something, fishing is back. It was nuts. You know, like, just watching it, like seeing everything on, on social media, on Instagram, and seeing all the cool stuff that comes out, it's almost like I've never been to Disney World when I was little, and I have yet to go on to, a, to an iCast. I'm like, everything in there looks legit. Nothing looks like it's shit. Nothing. Everything looks like they really don't let chums in there to sell a bunch of sh shit that people aren't going to use. It's like all good quality stuff. Yeah, it's what it has to be yeah. to make it to that next level. You know, it's not like you're. It's not like a flea market. You know, kind of booth <laughs> set up. Man, these booths just set up by themselves. I mean, literally, they spend thousands of dollars just in the booth. So is it just for themselves. demos or they write deals up there as well? They write the deals go down. That is probably the most critical three days in the fishing industry. What do you think that show brings in? Oh, I don't know. I'm getting chills right now even thinking about it. I couldn't wrap my brain around how much money. It's in the millions if not billions of dollars. It's got to be. Worldwide. This is, you know, is just... They're just handing that stuff out at the end that you told me about. The Sperry's, which is baller. Yeah. Dude, that... They made money. <laughs> they, they, they made some. Made, they made they some made coin. Money. So, long story on uh, short on that. I was telling Brandon a while ago that when I first uh, heard of uh, the show of ICAST, when I got invited down there, and I'm telling my friends around here about, hey, I get to go to ICAST. Everybody's saying, dude, you're just gonna walk out of there with just massive buckets of just free swag lures all kinds of stuff you're going to get so i kind of went down to that first iCast with going wow okay i'll take free stuff if they give it to me well, yeah. so i walk in there and of course the international's pre-covid in 2019 and it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my life but i didn't get anything i didn't walk out of there with buckets of stuff and and actually i didn't walk out of there with really anything and i but i was so overwhelmed and so amazed and just wow on how big it was and the size of the fishing industry none of that stuff mattered so then covid came they canceled the following year then they opened it up again but not to the international community right. but only to right. the national community zach carell from yak legion podcast his first opportunity to go down there and hang out and we walk in there and it was shocking how little one third maybe of the whole fishing industry and ICAST was there and it was definitely not a year where you were going to get free swag right nobody Holding was back. giving away anything then COVID hit well COVID was prior to that think about all that money right. that they made throughout COVID no other business in the world made as much money as they did no there's no way no, no. maybe Elon but whatever no boomed I mean it boomed we saw how many people appeared on the lakes and in the ponds right and, you know Bass Pro Shop is all of a sudden packed you can't even get down to the aisle you know and, and I heard a lot of conversations how many mullets did you see how many mullets did you see like the bat the, for some reason all the bass guys now are getting why did everybody want a mullet mullets I only saw a few of the mullets alright okay. I just saw a few of them most of the bass guys are wearing the faded brims and they're curled up. You can definitely tell they're bass guys. Right. They got a curled up rim. However, the young kids, the flat yeah. rims are in, man. They're using the school, the urban look. Um, <laughs> dude, there is. You gotta this... go up A frame one of their bills. <laughs> what are you doing, Mark? <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> it's a bass Bend it all show. up. Like, 
Tune that thing in, Fold son. it in. Just like a perfect <laughs> A-frame. <laughs> Do a patty cake right in front of Did you get that fly? Yeah. No, you got a thin bill now, though. That's right. So, um, that wasn't the case. Fishing is back. And what, what Brandon was uh, alluding to as far as Sperry's is that on the last day, literally. Now, throughout the three days of ICAST, which starts Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, you can still walk around and get maybe a free sample pack of lures or some soft plastics or a sample pack of hooks or maybe a T-shirt or something like that. And there was plenty of beer and wine cocktail hours that people would sponsor around there with a little music and stuff like that, right? Uh, Case in point... American Tackle had their social hour on Thursday where we laid out barbecue, we had beer, we gave everybody a nice stainless steel uh, American Tackle wave arm. I didn't cup. think I could be that much more sick to my stomach not being there. But now, wait, there's more. You don't hear more. about all this stuff, But man. wait, You're there's killing more. Me. No, stop. There's more. We were throwing out these just big, this, yeah. see these American Tackle shopping bags here? Laying them out, the ladies love those things. Kids, I bet you I passed out 4,500 American Tackle stickers to kids. And it was just, everything was just alive. So this year, I made it a point with the exception of visiting a couple people like Spike It yeah. and Sea Eagle. Um, and the rod manufacturers that used American Tackle, I visited nobody else. Besides that, I stayed at that American Tackle booth and I listened to conversations and I learned a lot. Good. Captain Solid. Awesome. <laughs> he just got the biggest kick out of the nickname <laughs> Captain Solid, I think. Uh, the first day at, uh, on the water, the event Tuesday, which is kind of a cool event. They're doing the demos out in front of the, in the lake and the retention pond. How the new Hobie look up close? Does it look like a regular Hobie? The big Hobie? Is that the new passport? It's not the passport. They look good. They're they just lean. came out of the, it's not the Outback. It's the one below the Outback. Um, it's a new roto molded kayak uh, they're releasing. They announced it like this, like what? Early last week, I think, right? Just came out, you know. You, you want to know how little time I spent over there? <laughs> I see. No, no, I, no, I don't know. Right. It was just, that's how I was just, whoa, so focused imagine. on this one thing. However, we did get to the Hobie booth and did a live Facebook uh, with Strictly Sale and that kind of stuff. But we'll right. find out that. Right. So what's Brandon talking about? You can find out easily. It's Strictly Sale, uh, Inc.com. Check them out online. I will say this. Strictly Sale is branding themselves in an amazing way because there was a lot of people talking about Strictly Sale down there. And there's a they're they're, they're uh, actually raffling off that kayak right now too for the uh, the, um, the Hobie that donated that wrap that they put on for um, was it Heroes on the Water? Right. Yeah. The Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, that's and that's a that's a real co- is that a passport? I think it is. Is that what that's called? A passport? Yeah. I do believe. Right. That's lean and mean. That thing looks slick. Yeah, really cool looking kayak. I need a little bit more space than that personally. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. That's a cool kayak. I bet you that thing's fast. They said that. They said it wasn't. I guess it's like the new little mold. It's right. where it's going to be tougher. So I, gotta, I guess the other one was dinging up pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Good stuff. Hobie always improving once again. Yeah. Always. They do. They listen. Always. They do listen. They, they listen don't wait the forever either. They do it. Yeah. It's, I mean, another awesome thing about them, I mean, if they never quit. They had a really cool setup down there. There was they? CAJ and everybody down there at Hobie. And Hobie has these new Hobie glasses. <clears throat> They're Hobie glasses. Their they float. Blown it up right They're though. eyewear. And for the lens, you know, like for a guy like me, he's 59 years old here soon, right? I, I, I got to have my prescriptions. But... I'm also, you know, the prescription glasses, getting into the sports eyewear. It's just not quite me. Hobie has an amazing prescription glass that you can take off the, the polarized lens, but you're not clipping it on is your it prescription. Magnetized? Is it magnetized? And it goes, pow! I mean, is it really? literally just sticks to it, but you can't even tell there's anything else on there. It's See, really lower and it's great and it floats. So 
that right there is what I'm excited about Hoobies put out. And I need to uh, get myself in gear and really get a set of prescription glasses that I can wear. Yeah, because I I wear contacts, so I'm going to look into them for sure. And something that floats. But they don't look like they float either. They float too. Yeah, they look they look like metal frames that frames that will just <laughs> so just crazy. absolutely sink, but they actually float. That's awesome. Float. So check those out on Hobie. Wow. Where you get the Hobie, just Google it, man. Um, but so having said all that, it was fantastic. Uh, I I was able to watch American Tackle just crush it. Um, it they, everybody was so busy. I had the Boy Scouts of American fishing show up, okay? And here's a couple really cute old men. I pray to God I'm just as cute as they were. These two guys are about 75 years old and they're just kind of walking around and they're they're wanting to interject themselves into this just melee of conversations to talk yeah. to somebody about Boy Scouts of America fishing and how they want to design a pole, a youth combo, very similar to the Autism Anglers pole that Autism Anglers and American Tackle was demoing out on the water. So I walk up to these cute little guys and I'm like, you know, I can relate because I'm like, well now I'm 15 years younger than they are. And so I'm like, guys, what's up? And well, we liked your youth combo. I start telling them about the Autism Anglers Youth Combo, which, by the way, two-piece graphite rod. Uh, It's got the American Tackle Microwave Guides on it. It's got a uh, closed-face spin casting reel on there that's like a three-to-one. It's somewhat bulletproof to a certain degree. It wasn't backlashing on me. It cast a freaking mile... (laughs) with a one-eighth shaky head and a finesse worm on it. It cast a mile, and the key thing out of the first youth combo rod I've ever used in my life, we're talking Princess, we're talking Frozen, we're talking Spidey Man, Snoopy Dog, all that kind of stuff, right? You know what we got out there. Even the two-piece other ones that are out there still don't have that good quality rod. Literally, I can feel that shaky head all the way out in the middle of that retention pond. That, that thing was 40, 45 yards out on that two-piece graphite rod. Right? That's sick. It's sensitive, super sensitive. So I'm digging it's this rod. It's a finesse rod, correct? It's, I would call it a finesse rod. Okay. When the kids get burnt out on that closed face spin casting reel and they're ready for a bay caster ready reel, they can. Upgrade. They keep that reel or That's keep the cool. rod, you know. And so they've improved the brakes on those so much. I feel like every year it's... You know, I've got the Shimano BFS fast finesse system. Not a lot of people have them because it's not it's not a really you've seen a lot yet in the U.S. But you can cast up to a sixteenth ounce on it uh, with what you can go four pound test if you want. I haven't, I haven't tried it, but I usually throw like eight or ten on it. But I want a longer rod for it. I've got to build a longer rod. I don't like the a shorter finesse rod. It's only a six nine. It's got to be. I want a drop shot. Right. I'm dying at the drop shot. But it's a bait cast, so you can cast it and slam it up against the wall. And if you adjust the brake right, yeah, right. I mean, I've learned to skip so much better with, with uh, Shimano's DC. Yeah, or no, it's the Corrado. Sorry, it's not right. See, and you can just—I got one. Where did it? Yeah. Where did it? Oh, you know where it went. That was one of the tragic uh, lost what? sinking into the abyss. Uh, Stanley Black was one. That was on a biohazard rod. It was a great combination. Oh, it's not out here? In it's in Stone Lake. It's Stone Lake. Yeah. Mm. We'll have to take the uh, uh, live scope over there and see if it's sticking straight, straight up in the air there's, or something, man. If it's laying it, on the bottom, I might be able to turn it to uh, perspective mode. Right. We need that. We, we have to do I'll that. I'll walk over there and do it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe, I, we maybe it's leaning up against something. It's not the, the only one. There's three other ones next to it. What? With like four Plano boxes filled. I got, I bet you I got... $75 worth of chatterbaits. Oh, no. Sitting over at Stone Lake? A couple, jo- couple uh, Damn. jackhammers. Yeah, we gotta, I got all we of my Bushido shallow crankbaits. That's a mission. All Bushido shallow crankbaits are in there. The only thing that's, that survived that day was my soft plastics that floated is, back is up. There, is there a floating uh, 3700 or any of the um, boxes? Do any of them float? Yes. Plano made some that float. Got the hard bubbles on uh, three, all three sides. Right. I 
think those float. Oh, really? I think so. How come but they don't have, uh, how come they don't have, like, an inflated bag? So, someone that... needs to put something in these, um, crates where they don't sink so fast. You know, at least hold some buoyancy before it just takes off like an anchor. Why don't you just have a crate jacket? A life jacket for your crate. Oh, yeah, they make it for the milk crates, don't they? It's just, I don't know, do they? Yeah, I had one. They just blow up? It's no, it's just like a sock you put over top of it. I don't really, I didn't have to inflate it, though. No, Hell, okay. I don't know. Okay, so I, I, there's my low pro crate. A big monster. Yeah. Or I got the new Yak Attack crate, right? Or I got a big Hobie H crate, right? Right? How come that is not sitting in, on each side, a little life raft that's not inflated yet, but it has its own separate device. Oh, like the Mustang vest that I have. Absolutely. It's pressure activated. So when that thing hits the water and turns up, they inflate, it stays up in the water. That's not a bad idea. It can have a sensor on it. And I mean, hell, for that matter, it could just have... Yeah, you're saying right. The two sides would keep it afloat. Hopefully it wouldn't tip over, but... Well, maybe that'll be in the brand new accessory uh, <laughs> category at uh, I saw they had a kayak, a kayak that was uh, basically voice activated. They were making a big deal about it on uh, social media. Like you could just talk to it and turn the lights on. I'm like, stop. Yes. yes. Stop it. Yes. Get out of here. Yes. Anything you want. It is... did have a cool mount on it, though, right. for its graph on the right. inside. It was pretty sick. Yes. Uh, was that all, uh, New Canoe? I don't know what it was. It might I have been the new Man, I'm telling you it what. And boating I don't know. or boat, the inflatable oh, yeah. uh, folks, they got this really intense looking uh, inflatable kayak. But I'll tell you what, it's a heavy son of a buck. Is it? Yeah. Like, folks. Like the A14 kind of heavy? Uh, yeah. What? But an inflatable. I'm not kidding you. Jeez. We had one of our American Tackle Pro staff, uh, uh, Rachel. Amazing rod builder. In fact, here's her sticker right here. Nothing like a small mouth on a stiff rod. Huh. Rachel's rods and repairs. She does some great stuff. That's catchy. Check, I know it is. Check her out online, Rachel's rod and repairs, or uh, she does some really cool stuff. Cool. But she bought one of the boats. Yeah. Right? And uh, um, cool colors. But boy, I went to go lift that up before she walked out of there and the bag that she was carrying that in was really heavy and that was not including the pedal drive and the seat and a rack that they had. It's a big, big inflatable kayak. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. I would suggest anybody to also check out the inflatable uh, iTrack 11, uh, which is gives you a little bit more space, deck space than the nine does. And it is a heck of a lot lighter and easier to move around than uh, that bigger inflatable that I'm afraid you're probably going to see a lot of them more before that. You think they're more, like, what makes them so heavy? Are they, are they more stable? Do they look uh, like They're it, pretty well, wide, right? Much bigger. They're about the size of a Hopi Pro Angler 14. When you blow that thing up, it's big. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was different. Damn. inflatable seat so it's not a cloth seat or anything like that it's not a mesh seat so I'm sure it's a warm seat when it must it gets have a lot of layers during the, the, the PVC must be extremely like damn near I guess the people are going to be riding about the ocean they don't want them to puncture easy no you know no I don't think anything around here would even come close but check it out it's an interesting yeah you know check it out um definitely not here to uh say yay or nay about really any product there is a couple products I want to talk to you about. Sure. Maybe we'll take a break here and we'll come back and talk about this. But to sum up the first part of what we are, I guess we are talking about and how iCast went, it was the most amazing show I have ever seen. Jealous. I could just feel the energy. Jealous. There's no doubt in my mind that you're going to be there next year. Yes. And it's going to be good because next year I have a feeling it's going to be even better. This is going to be a monumental uh, season for fishing and it really begins now so everything that you see out there on the uh, shelves at your local mom and pop stores or Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's trust me if it did not pass the scrutiny of iCast it did not make it, it's not going to show up at these places uh, so that's good it's uh, iCast is crucial to what shows up on the uh 
just shelves out there. So this show can make or break break it for a lot of people. If you're if you're a manufacturer of just one lure, and you're trying to convince the world that that's that one lure, you got three days to convince the world. And then you got Berkeley coming out with something they call the slobber knocker. What is that? You could come up and find a better name for their version of it's a bladed jig and it's like it's built different I guess something in the head allows the, the blade in the front to move uh, uh, laterally right. as well and it probably creates what I'm, I'm guessing a click a sound right. right but that's it as far I mean I don't know the head may be redesigned but they come out with it it's called the slobber knocker right they got one like best lure so you didn't even go to iCast yet. You know more about <laughs> no. the products I than I did. Them all. Dude, it was so fun. That's I literally. That's how laser focused yeah. I was on American Tackle this year, and I'm so glad that I just watched those folks do what they do. It's an amazing, amazing. The company. back end of it, the stuff that. Oh my God! Jim Republic doesn't get to go in. No. So that's pretty special. It was. You special. know. I feel special. Hey, we're going to be right, right back. Yeah, yeah. John Graves Kayak Fishing is sponsored by Spike It. Folks, if the fish don't like it, spike it. It's like taking art to the water. It's endless, the possibilities, what you can do with the Spike It products having the opportunity at this year's iCast to hang out with the legendary Wally Marshall Mr. Crappie himself to introduce the new Mr. Crappie products from Spike It. I'm talking the glimmer gels that come in the super shiner or they also come in the watermelon red and like Wally says they hold on to it like a bulldog. Smells like slabalicious to me. Folks, check out the new Mr. Crappie products. I'm telling you, crappie anglers out there, you're going to want to put you some of this stuff in your tackle box. Check them out at isspikeit.com. I'm telling you what, Brandon, you will be there next year. I like okay. that shirt, by the way. Thank you. This is a um, this is an American Tackle Pro Staff shirt that they handed out. It I have. I Not have only to, do you get to go eat barbecue, you get clothed. They, sounds they terrible. They treat as well. Sounds they terrible. <laughs> yeah, you they're know, all right people. I I have to check. I had to check myself a couple times because this. Shirt is so light that it, you can't even feel it on you. But yeah, it's cool. Check out the Wave Army brand there. Do you know what that tab is for side? above your uh, your right, your left shoulder? That's for your rod, isn't yeah, it? You shoot me cool. out on the river. See, I learned yeah. something. Yeah, you, you did. Attention. I did tell you that. Yeah, that's for your that's for your rod tip right there. So obviously, if you were that a kayak, that would probably work too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I love it. This is one of the. Uh, the Omni Shade. I don't. I don't think they have these for sale. But if they do, you need to get one. They are absolutely. And that's, a, that's awesome. another thing. They specially made that shirt for you. So that's pretty cool. That's what pretty you see cool. on the back? Check it out. So it's got AT stitched out around the back yeah, too. That's pretty sweet. Right. So yeah. So I'm thank jealous. you. They they treated us so so good down there. It's they got you know we got we got pro staff around the world, and um, I mean this information going into the build, what to do, the development, all of the rod components that they have. How do you like us? Hey, so actually I want to introduce uh, Brandon Palmer here again. Brandon's been on a couple of the episodes, but I think we should probably make it a little bit more official now. Um, if you've been listening to my podcast for the past couple years now, you can you probably uh, you know would not uh, deny the fact that it's a lot more like... Uh, like news of Lake Wobegon or something, you know. I'm just kind of been sitting here telling stories and about fishing, and and at times I really don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I knew there would have to be a time when I'd have to probably bring in something. If I continued to do the podcast, and I wanted the podcast to continue, 
and to build um, as a product itself and to represent uh, the companies uh, the best way I could. I knew I had to make it a little bit more pro and actually get somebody in here that was somewhat knowledgeable, uh, not, not necessarily as an angler, but more as a rod builder, but it just so happens that I kind of hit a uh, Grand Slam home run with Brandon because not only is he a good looking dude, I mean, he's, he's kind of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people fun, are just man. kind of, uh, they're kind of built for podcast, you know, their voices are great, but Brandon's a really handsome dude. Brandon's uh, got a, a company called Little Miami Outfitters, uh, so he's all into branding himself and uh, his character and uh, his company, which I can absolutely appreciate. But he's very knowledgeable as a rod builder. Uh, he has handed over a couple of the Little Miami Outfitter rods. Uh, they have American Tackle products on them. He also uses Daiwa blanks. He uses Fuji blanks or uh, guides. He uses a, a number of uh, pr uh, manufacturer products on his rods. Uh, but you can really appreciate uh, American Tackle products. So he's handed over some rods to me. They are just amazing rods. I got to fish one out of the Rock and Star Ranch Pond, though, uh, as it fell overboard on the kayak without a leash on it. But we'll get that one. <laughs> uh, but you can check out these rods at right Little Miami or Little Miami Outfitter. Yeah, Little Miami Outfitter.com. Right, and they're on there. He's got these rods in stock. Yeah. Uh, and uh, ship anywhere and really cool line of uh, kind of outerwear too yeah the upload uh, most of it but it's um the, uh, the the buff I had yeah 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 so look for a uh, little Miami outfitters and look for uh, Brandon on the podcast here a lot more and on the water uh, too and I think he's gonna teach me a thing or two about some rod building and uh, we're gonna be uh, having a, a really fun year going forward and into the winter time, which will be really cool. Uh, and it's just around the corner. I hate to think about that, but that stuff is just around the corner. Can you imagine we, that the fall bite will be here. I feel like August sucks for us. Like July, like July and August. Let's be truthfully honest here. This is Ohio. Yes. It's just terrible fishing, unless you can find a net, a spring lake somewhere. But there's only, I don't know. There's a few of them around here. I know there is. But I mean, after August, I mean, yeah, September's beginning to get hot and then falls off and then it's like, it's here. Right. Bam. So a month and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's bam. It's nuts, dude. I know how fast it turns They'll around. be moving back up again, coming at it, you know. Well, I mean, further south would be longer, but I swear Michigan has to never get warm water. Speaking of Michigan. Yes, we have to talk about it. <laughs> so, so Brandon, Brandon has been doing a lot of road trips and really committing to some big tournaments. And you just came back from one. Yeah, it was the KBF. Yes. In St. Clair, okay? Yes, and a lot of people talk about St. Clair like it's the magic spot. It is. I'm telling you, man. It is. You, you sent me a few pictures that were just amazing. Yeah, 20 inch, my, caught my first 20 out of St. Clair, which is odd. I've caught it like, a, I've been close a lot of times, several times. But the 20, I just, it eluded me. I, I just, I, and then I, I swear, when it bit, I said, there's my 20. I just knew it. it. This fish was, she hadn't been hooked in a while. It was still four, over four pounds. Wow. What's that feel like at the end of a rod? On eight pound test, amazing. Because you literally, first of all, Let's talk about that 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 fluoro. Seaguar tatsu. Yeah. It's tough to break it. It really is. Cause I mean, those smallies, they don't quit. Like you Not really a four pounder. No, and then they go up from four. So it's like Jeez, oh And they're bit they're built. Like uh, Jerome Bettis. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't make sense how they can go that fast and right. hard, but they do it. Right. And uh I mean, they're just animals. I just love it so much. It was so cool. So, okay, so can you just kind of run us through that? Is that a two-day event? Yeah, it was a two-day. Okay. Um, give us a give uh, us. I broke. I, I went up. I drove up late Friday. Or no, I'm sorry, late Thursday. So I, I went up on the north end uh, Friday to pre-fish, which almost immediately turned around because I figured I could probably 
hopefully find some late spawn largemouth because the, the, the water coming out of here on is, you know, six, it was 66. So I'm like, you know, you could find that late wave. Nothing. All I ran into was a bunch of mean ass um, swans. You don't mess with them up there. A swan? They were chasing people down on jet skis. I was terrified to go buy these things because they had a, um, they had little ones with them, three of them. Dude, they were that lighting people horrible. up. Yeah, so I was like, well, I kind of want to get out there. It was tall grass, like tall <laughs> ass grass everywhere. Like I couldn't. It was like ten feet tall, like, and there was paths through it. I'm like, if you met one of those things head on in that path and one of those paths, it would sandpaper the hell out of your face. I bet it would just chew you up. You're what stuck. happened to Brandon? He he's died. Back, he's back there getting mauled by... <laughs> he got killed by a swan. Giant swamp swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, they're, they got six, seven foot wingspan. Yeah, don't they? I mean, it's... It's nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude, they just... Yeah, exfoli- that wouldn't be good. That'd be an unwanted exfoliation. But, yeah, anyways, like, so that I really, like... I still went, but I just went real slow and hugged the bank. I was yeah. like, please, God... <laughs> So I went out, I only spent like two hours there. I didn't see anything. So then I went back down and just put it at nine mile. Um, it's a pretty obvious ramp. Um, and it's one of the only free ones. So um, day one was awesome. Ended up in f- fifth, uh, 87 and I don't know, something odd inches, which. That's amazing. You know, I felt like I was on something decent. Yeah. You know? I mean, only had like three or four inches, I do believe, out of the lead. Right. I mean, with with uh, Reese Stout, Stout right. right. He's a Cincinnati boy. Yeah. Um, you know, and then wow. he and I were in the same area. Right. Keep in mind, I could see him. He could see me. We was probably a mile from each other. Right. Day two. All right. Let's back up to day one. Day one, when I how many anglers are in this? Uh, I, the I think there was only thirty some people on the trail. Okay. Which is pretty sad for right. a cave like a Saint Clair event. Right. That sucks. But, yeah, more on that later. Um, so, after day one, when I left out of the water, I strapped all my stuff down, did the go-around, pulled my boat plugs. I never pull my boat plugs. Ever. Uh, ever. So, I pulled them. And, you know, when you get off St. Clair, it's, it's, it's like your brain, in a kayak anyways, is in a, a fishbowl. You're still going like this. Right. You're still like... you're rocking the waves and oh, everything. I mean... It's made me sick before. And that can get big, too, because it's a shallow lake, right? Yeah. It's Relatively. 20-some like feet, and I mean, that wind can... You literally look at it, it's coming from all directions. It's no bullshit. So you're just moving all day. Yeah, and the swells are just constant. They do not whoa. stop. Oh, whoa. So when I, you know, I take... Oh, I took like... It looked like a Kings Island ride over the front of my Hobie. Uh, like a log flap? Yes. Gonna, Filled the whole bottom of it. I'm up. not sure if I'd be... That was on my way in, though. That was that was from my Torquedo. Okay. That, that wasn't... It wasn't that bad out, like, <laughs> on the water. That was on my return in. Okay. So that's what made me pull my plugs. Yeah. Let all the water out. Everything's good. I never put them back in. Day two, get out there, and it was an east wind um, out of Canada, and that's always they say it's the worst it's the first time i've ever seen an east wind but it sucked it was awful um i get out to my spot and i'm like why does my boat already feel like a floating potato like it's just sluggish just like and i'm taking water over the front but little did i know my boat was already full of water water had nowhere to go oh my so the water that was coming in by the pedals yeah. was standing at my pedals i don't i weigh a buck 84 just weighed myself yesterday actually i had standing water there so could you imagine i i I don't know (laughs) dude i had to make the call i was like so do i sit out here or just go get it done now which i knew it was going to take me a while because it took me forever to get out there in that east wind so i made the call i was like play it smart don't be stupid st Clair's not a place you want to mess around right it's not small water it can it's not as bad as erie but I mean, it's you're not out worth there dying by, for. Yeah, you're out there by yourself. It's yeah, that like, fast. My, isn't my it? drive would not turn my Hobie. It took it for like forever. So the shit was worrisome. Yeah. <clears throat> a safety concern, really. So I turn around and decide to go all the way back, go get my truck, load it back up, pull it out, do that whole nine yards, 
And by the time I could get back out there, I got to fish for two and a half hours all day. Because after I got back out there, it wasn't even supposed to rain. It had like a 10% chance of what I looked at on uh, Friday morning. Yeah. It stormed so bad. I made it back. Reese got stuck out in it. Oh. All the bass oh. boats were screaming in. Oh. And I looked around and you could see the white caps. I'm like, I'm not staying out here. Wow. For Had I not left and come back and still stayed out there, dude, I'd have been hit. Because I wouldn't. I just made it in front of that storm. And my boat would have already been full of water. Yeah. I'd have went slower. Yeah, no. Dude. So I ended up in, I don't know, 133 or 134 inches, something like that, which. I totally took myself out of the competition. That's what irritated me the most. Damn. I was on a decent area of smallmouth that they, it's St. Clair, they reload every 20 minutes there. Oh, so that was 87 inches of smallmouth you caught on the first day. Yeah. Well, that's something to be proud about. Yeah, oh, I mean. Oh my Lord have mercy. The place is just, it's a machine. And I'm, I want, I'm, gonna, I'm going back up there this year. I was thinking about the other thing. That's amazing. Yeah. But that's what they say about St. Clair, man. It can turn on a dime, and you get caught out there in the middle of that. Hey, what's up, Pooch? Pooch, the famous Pooch. horse. Pooch is just coming inside. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm more than used to, to it out there by now. Yeah. And I, I know what to expect, and, you know, it's... Um, but, I mean, don't go out there and let, in, in, you know, in any way let it humble you ever. Because all it needs is that one little slip-up. I kind of I, I screwed myself that day, but I'm also like I made the right call in thinking about the safety of it all because it kind of sucked. It didn't kind of suck. It right. it did suck. So you know, I guess I did end up winning that day after all. That's true, man. So yeah. always take safety above all of it. It sucked. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty devastated. But what do you do? Well, don't you? That's kind of what the whole maturity thing through. I think through the level of competitiveness and the men, the, the the, you know, now, I will say for the first time, that there were kayak anglers walking around there, at ICAST this year right. that did not need any introduction. <laughs> they people knew who they were. Good. Christine Fisher being one of them. You know, they knew who that girl was when she walked around. And so, but don't you just think that, like, she's had the maturity, she's got into these top-level events, which is challenging enough. She's heard her stripes. There, and she's, she's she goes out stripes. there, she, she makes mistakes, she keeps fishing, she does it. So next time you go up to St. Clair, you're probably going to know where to go. You're what probably, to look for is key. And the wind made... A big difference, and I noticed when I was up there this time, when they bit. When the wind would come in a steady certain direction, they would eat. I don't know. It prob- I just, it's just something I picked up yeah, on. Something you paid attention to, you picked up on, and you're going to yeah. be much better an acute angler it next just time you get up there. It so bad to go through <laughs> that, man. I'm just like, really, dude? You had one job. I mean, when it's like life, a ball breaker, death, man. or smallmouth. Yeah, and like when you, exactly. So it's like you take life over it all. Right. It's oh like, gosh. So that was my big. Uh, oof. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, well I'm actually glad to, to hear it though. I mean, come on, man. 87 inches of smallmouth. Oh, I've only caught three smallmouth my whole life. Dude, Do you know that? Dude. Isn't that sad? You can laugh. It's no, no. It's I was like you before I ever went up there. I think my 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 biggest smallmouth was like I don't know. I caught it out of the the LMR, right by my house. It was like fourteen inches or right. some some. Those would get eaten. Yeah, <laughs> they would. Get I need eaten. to like yeah. I want to start fishing. There's a bunch of things I want to start doing, man. First, I want to start hunting in on some smallies. Yes, here in the in the smaller rivers and stuff like that. We got a lot of fly fishing. Yes, sir. That we have to cover. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Legends of the Fall stuff. Man, we're going to be all the Brad Pitt we can out there on the GMR and the LMR this year. Um, American Tackle has an amazing amount of really cool fly fishing gear. They're air guides. 
those air guides, those big right. fishing guides. Yeah. You can't. You don't even know they're there. There's that stuff is so. People don't even know that most of their components are all fly rods made. Because they get the best bang for your buck in product from American Tackle. Man, they're beautiful. And people don't even know. Real seats, the butts, the whatever they. I mean, I've yet to even begin down that road. But that is some good looking stuff. Okay, what do you think about the Sheroy collection? Yeah, I was, I was mentioning that earlier. I, I saw it and I, I was like, for me personally, I know I, my dirty mitts would just, unless they did something tricky and went after the the uh, EVA or the cork or whatever they did yeah. the handle and put something on it to where it doesn't look like a um, can and grab a hold of it. That's hilarious. But okay. I mean, it was slick. Okay, so that was a common, common thought that ran through people's heads sure. when they saw that wow I'm going to get that dirty as a kayak bass fisherman that's not the rod for me yeah. uh, I heard all that kind of stuff you know over time it's going to stain here's one thing I did like about the overtime staining part okay um, when a fender telecaster that starts out in its life in a bright white beautiful sparkly condition when it goes through the rigors and the road travel and the moving and the rock and roll and the beer spilled on it and the spit and the snot and the cigarette smoke, <laughs> it patinas. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> to a beautiful, it has a beautiful patina on it, which actually gives that guitar value, that color. That That's the way fly rods are with their cork handles. Okay. Some of the old, older school ones, yeah. guys don't touch them. I mean, they'll take a, um, a, a light scrub brush with uh, soap, Dawn right. soap, dish soap, and keep them somewhat clean, but they don't break in until you've used it a lot. So right. it makes sense. So I would like to see one of them Sheroy rods have a nice patina yeah. on it over time and age, but that is the type of rod that immediately it reminded me of a Rolex. Of a, of a really high end. I don't think I've ever seen an all white rod like that. It just looked, everything's white. It screamed high end, right? So I could see that rod actually being made for like a like if there was a charter boat captain out there. That's exactly that had what that. I was just thinking. I'm like the dude, just like here, let me break these out, get these two, all nice and clean. Right. You know, or as gifts. There you go. You know that doctor that spends a quarter of a million dollar on a charter boat. That would be the designer rod. <laughs> That you give to him, you know, with his name on it and stuff like that. That was insane. So check it out. That's a new product from American Tackle called the Shiroi Collection. S H I R O I. I think that's how that went. There's a lot of eyes in that. Yeah. I seen their uh, that all carbon handle they had. They had it out. It's slick. Yeah. I gotta get one. Yeah. My hands. Hey, so a uh, big shout out to Michael Davis. Uh, Michael Davis brought down an amazing collection of Dayton beers. I'm having a Flyer Red, which is an American lager from uh, Warp Wing Brewing Company. What'd you have? Uh, I think I had an American Ale. American Ale. Something like that. Right. It was good. It was good. So thank you, Michael Davis. Really appreciate it. Wheat beer. Michael Davis is one of the... Uh, Proud owners of a Hobie Pro Angler 14 that he just picked up recently. It's strictly sailed kayak. They're located up in Blue Ash, Ohio. They've been there since 1978. Pooch, what were you doing in 1978? <laughs> you can't. Can you beat that? Shit, I'm just trying to get a haircut right there. <laughs> Look at that cute feature. I love you. Man. I love you. Um, I want to talk about one more thing, okay, before we get out of here. First, a big shout out to uh, Katie. And Will, down at Spike It, uh, we've got a lot of exciting uh, things coming from Spike It. Um, it's going to be a fun year, so Ooh, we're, we're cool. going to be giving away Spike It products. You just reminded me, Spike yes. It. Uh, the last scoreable fish I caught up St. Clair, um, I spiked the tail with uh, garlic chartreuse. Yes. The Berkeley flatworm had kind of tailed out, right. and I kind of knew because it was, you can almost tell when they start to get less bites, I dipped it. Yeah. Boom. When the fish don't like it. Boom. Not even when they, when they don't want to eat it. 
That's amazing. That's, that's a true story. That is. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's a true and story. And that's the chartreuse. They also have the uh, blood red. And those come uh, either scented or non-scented, too. And a uh, big thing about the liquids, dipping gloves, which when I first was introduced to Spike It products, that, I thought that was the only thing they made. Because that was really one of the, yeah, that's you know, you, you really, really didn't see a lot of the other products around. You can dye your blades. It, there's so much. The, the Electra, uh, the uh, blade dips that they have now. They got the uh, worm and chunk paints. But a lot of the guys that have upholster, upholstery and the carpet uh, on those bass boats stay away. They tend to stay away from the dip and glow. However, <laughs> yeah, be a little bumpy up. You know, however, they do have a neutralizer. So you can buy that, I think, in the pack. So you can buy the two, uh, the blood red and the chartreuse dip and glow. And it comes with a bottle of that boat carpet neutralizer. So if you do spill it, you put that neutralizer on there and it just, boom, it comes right it's up. It's like that invisible ink stuff. It's just like it's James, very James Dude, Bond. That's exactly what that's like. It's very that's cool. James Bond. They also have the uh, Luma Pearl sprays, uh, which are amazing. Uh, however, uh, the only thing I would suggest on that as far as like a pre kind of cautionary uh, thing is that make sure you uh, got proper wind direction with the Luna Pearl <laughs> because uh, it will flat out knock you out like mace. Uh, it has that great smell to it and uh, and you could use it as mace. As mace. You would absolutely just it's like, you would mark uh, your uh, the assailant with maybe a bronze uh, copper flake and then he would stink like uh, garlic or crawfish. So uh, they would chase him down really fast. But that stuff really works well on all your soft plastics and stuff like that. So big shout out to uh, Katie and Will down there at Spike It. Check out their stuff at isspikeit.com or just Google Spike It. You'll find it, man. One more thing. Uh, big shout out to Line Cutters. As they threw on the party of parties, man. If you were, this is where you're going to get jealous and envious, okay? Bro. I had never gone to an industry party before in fishing. Because last year, nobody was throwing industry parties, man. They had a pro staff party for it at American Tackle at Top Golf. We all had a good time. Uh, but nobody was throwing these big industry parties, right? Uh, line cutters and an lawless lures and a few other folks put together this industry party and if you were anybody that was anybody in the kayak competitive world dude you were at this party and it was packed so it said howl at the moon it was so packed that the piano players were up there going hey jimmy yeah andy have you ever seen it this packed at howl at the moon before no man this is the busiest night we've ever it was packed and it was just the are you, party. Are you being for real? I'm being so for real. Okay, so, of course, I'm the first one at the dock. I was the first one at the party with a couple of the American Tackle Pro staffers that were invited there. Uh, Bart, big shout out to Bart. That guy is hilarious. He's a uh, he's a uh, guide. He's got him a boat, and he's just, a, he's, this dude's funny. He's amazing, right? So, Bart was there, I'm there. Zach Carell shows up, and then Perez, Curtis, you know, he shows up, okay? So, oh, really? Right, he's just a great rod maker, right. funny guy. So Perez shows up. Curtis, he's the man. So we're there, and they open up the doors for us, and we go into Howl at the Moon, and we notice they have a big display there, a big, huge kayak, basically. And on this kayak, there's a bunch of rods sticking up called, like, uh, kayak... Uh, crank sticks or something like that, you know, kayak oh. sticks, basically rods that are made specifically for kayaks, but they're made with American Tackle products and they got these tags all over them. I'm going, check this out, guys. These guys are actually pimping out some American Tackle products. That's awesome. This looks legit. It kind of looks like we're throwing on the party too. Right. So we go up to the bar where it's a open bar for like a number of hours, not just like 30 minutes. I'm talking a number 
of ours. And we conveniently set ourselves up the bar and we ordered drinks for everybody that came up there and introduced ourselves from American Tackle and welcomed them to <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it was just great. So well played. We did, we did. It was just the best. So line cutters, it was the best party in the world. That was fun. They I've had still a flame never tried throater. Those, those line cutters. Is there slick? I think they them. actually won accessory, uh, like new accessory award. Really? Check that out. So we'll, we'll report yeah. that next time. Maybe we'll go down the list of who won what. But but they had a big, massive, like some guys out there flamethrowing and stuff. Okay, well, before they started this whole big party, in walks this dude. <laughs> and he looks just like Ted Nugent. Oh, hell yeah. And he's pushing a freaking old school, like 1978 Marshall cabinet. With a big, huge Marshall stack on it. Like, it's a big Marshall stack, like, like rock a and roll stack. Yeah. Like, like old school. Like, oh. this dude's going to throw down on some Zeppelin. We're going old school. <laughs> this is old school rock and roll. This guy's legit Ted Nugent stranglehold material. Ooh. Right? I'm going, no way. So I follow him in there, see what's up. Sure enough, they put it up on the stage between the two pianos. And I think, what the hell's going to go on? So we were over by the bar, and all of a sudden, he starts playing the Star Spangled Banner. Uh-oh. At a bar? No. And dude, I'm, I'm a U.S. Navy vet. I'm holding a freaking sword. <laughs> I'm standing sharp in a salute. And this dude goes on to like a three and a half minute, just mind blowing, like, wow, this guy's rocking the house. Is this to kick off ICAST? Yeah, no, this is just to kick off the How at the Moon party. Right? Uh, We're out still at How at the Moon. All right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just nuts. I don't know why you played it in the first place. Great. That's kind of. You know, yeah. It was that much of a kind of like, wow, this is crazy. Well, Long story short, he sits down next to me when we're watching a flamethrower, so I get to know him a little bit. He's the creator of Lawless Lures, and they were sponsoring the party. Really? So I'm like, okay, this dude's got some cool character. We get to talking. What he has invented is what's called a recoil bait. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. Okay. No. A recoil bait, here's one right here. Like it... It's such a unique style of bait, it created its own category. Recoil bait. This bait mimics a dying bait fish like oh, nobody dude, else's business. I've seen, I saw those last year. Yes. They, they first mentioned them in a magazine last year. Uh, Bass, I, I, right? I have read it online. Yeah. Right. That's what those are. So they're lawless baits. This is the original. If you go on Amazon and you just look at, there's a lot of Chinese knockoffs of these. Right. This is the original Lawless Lures or the original recoil bait, right? And that rock and roller and his brother figured this out. And, and man, it, this is one of those lures I went, wow, this is really unique and different. I see this going a long, long I way see that some stuff. Getting one of those bedfish to not know what the hell that is. And pick it up, cause it's moving way too much. It's not shaking. If some bitch is moving. I bet they'll eat the hell out of that. It it it'll it dives down straight. Right. And then when the moment with a really light rod tip action, it coils it up like the reaction of a dying. It almost looks like a crawdad. If you got a different color for that tail, and it look like a, a small crawdad in that yeah. bed raising up at her. Right. What What do you think is gonna happen to that crawdad? <laughs> having a longer if, if tail with yeah. some, on some crawdad yeah. pinchers on that. I mean, I just, I just see that. I've already orange. dipped it. You yeah, can dude. see. But I see this lure going a long, long way. It's got a very special gill hook in there that goes into that gill plate. They, it's a pretty stout hook. It is a very stout hook. Look at that. Check it out. They actually weld that, hand weld that themselves. It's a stainless steel hook. It's not going to rust, corrode on you. It's like a 5 odd drop shot hook Seriously. it's a monster and uh, it means business so folks check out check out lawlesslures.com wow. lures so deadly that they should be like illegal literally That's this is called a recoil bait 
Uh, it employs a patented state-of-the-art uh, like slip mechanism, which creates a twitching action, uh, mimicking the distressed movements of a dying prey. And it does, man. Uh, so uh, a lot of really cool stuff. Again, check them out at uh, www.lawlesslures.com. Think about Bond, that. Lighten that hook up. A lot of different colors. So they were kind enough to give me a couple packs here. Uh, we got the uh, black and blue, blue flake. We got the uh, uh, like a watermelon cool. there. It's got some of the gold flake to check those bands out. There's your shad, Tennessee shad there. So imagine if I had those things at the Hobie Bass Open Series when I'm. They they float now. Here's here's what I've noticed about these things. Okay, they don't sink real fast. So I would probably even suggest maybe a nail weight in there, sink it in there, so it just has a little bit of faster drop to it. Right, it's got to float. Is that the whole uh, presentation to it? It, it stands up. It, it the tail does stick yeah. up, yeah. and you can pull that tail, and it looks just like that dorsal fin sitting there shaking and vibrating like a bedding bass. Right, right. It looks just like that. Um, I would like to maybe have it fall a little bit faster, and so I'm gonna try it with a nail weight. But I think this bait is so unique; it's well, actually gonna develop a rod that's one, unique to yeah, use. It, there's gonna be a purpose for it. You're definitely you would definitely find situations to throw it. Yeah. Um, and they don't see stuff. Looks like a convulsing uh, it, minnow. Absolutely. Struggling like it it's, just looks like it. I'm dying. Yeah. Take advantage of this situation right now. I'm a easy prey, right? I think this thing needs, for me though, is there such thing, now there's a fast <coughs> action tip. What, is there anything beyond a fast action tip? Like an ultra fast there's tip. There's extra fast. Okay, yeah. I think this lure needs an extra fast tip. A lot of backbone to set the hook when you need to, but I think it's a really a finesse style. To drive that hook, yeah. You need something with some ass behind it. Yeah. A little bit of a fat, right. an extra fast tip. Right. That lure dances around like a marionette, and it doesn't <laughs> need a lot of. It doesn't need need a stiff, or a, like a. It doesn't need anything beyond a like. A, like a fast, uh, like a medium, fast, right? Moderate fast would be the I, term, I, right? It needs a ultra, like a super fast tip. Yeah, something really sensitive to allow that lure do to do what it does. And the, the the shape of that hook, how it it's placed. As soon as it's picked up, it's game on. It just hooks up in that ninety degree yeah. angle. Pow! I'm not gonna miss that. It, it grab it, the hook before anything. It creates itself into a weedless type donut. So it's a really different type of bite. It takes a little bit used to yeah. feeling the bite on it. I'm still getting it down, but I think it really is going to be such a unique lure that it's going to develop a rod of its own and a technique of its own and stuff. So, But check it out, Lawless Lures. That right there gets the John Graves Kayak Fishing Lure of ICAST 2022. So big shout out to those guys, and it helped. It helped a little bit in that judging that you guys threw on one hell of a party. And that was just the best time, and I'm telling you, that's... That is what they mean when they say puking in the parking lot with the industry. To get down there, to be there, to be in those special fun events that are just unforgettable. And you can look at each other again next year and go, damn, we had the time of our life, didn't we? Yeah. That was amazing. So, Jealous. You'll be there next year, my man. That's for sure. We'll get, I think uh, John Graves Kayak Fishing's definitely got a lot of plans for you. So, What's uh, up, brother? Boom. Little Miami Outfitters, check them out. Online got folks. Plenty of rods. Yep. More on the way. Yeah, good. Good job. Yeah. I uh I think I'm looking for a new spin casting rod meanwhile. Yeah. And uh yeah, I got uh yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get it figured out. We gotta fish that one out of the pond. <laughs> but check them out. Uh spike it, check them out at isspikeit.com. And don't forget that Mr. Crappie, uh Wally Marshall himself. Having the opportunity to hang out with Mr. Crappie, that guy was just a true, legit pro, man. He said, John, he said, you meet me down here at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And then he walked off, and I was like, okay, I better meet that dude down here at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I was 8.47 a.m. I was there. I'm waiting. He showed up at 9 a.m. He walked right up to the Spike It booth. He he took his iCast pass off. Right, so it could show his Mr. Crappie jersey, right? He squared up his hat. He squared up the little 
booth that they have there with his products. He got a couple of the uh, Mr. Crappie gels there and the watermelon red and uh, the uh, super shiner, right? Boy, smells like slavalicious to me, right? And so he got everything all put up and he looked at me and goes, you ready to do this? And I'm not kidding you. I grabbed my phone and I turned it on and I said, Wally, anytime you want to. Hey, everybody, this is Wally Marshall, Mr. Croppet from Spike, and I'm here to tell you about some of the fantastic Spike It product that we got here. We have spent a long time together developing these things, like in the watermelon red and the super shiner. We got colors, we got scents, and I can't tell you what's in the scent, but I can tell you, woo! It smells like slavalicious to me. And when these crappie bite on, they <laughs> hold on to it like a bulldog. So check it out at Mr. Crappie and Spike com. Okay, is well that done, good, John? Sir. I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. He just, man, he freaking nailed it. And I was so, I, I just went, I want to be Wally Marshall. Well, that was pretty good, man. That was pretty yeah. That was pretty good for yourself, though. I was, I was like in tune with it. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> he's flipping out. He's, he's turned into a different dude. So spike it. It's like taking art to the water. I'm not kidding you. So I, we, you can. It's unlimited what you can do with art. So think about it. It's absolutely unlimited what you can do with the spike it products uh, that's available. So uh, check them out at isspikeit.com. Strictly sale. And kayaks located up in Blue Ash, Ohio. Just Google it, man. Strictly selling kayaks. You will immediately go to the largest, uh, literally, I think, online inventory there is. Folks, folks were talking at iCast about Strictly Sale and kayak. They were talking about the inventory they seem to always have. They were talking about the Tacy family and what just a, just a really impact they're making on the competitive kayak world up here in the Midwest. Seventh largest in the U.S. Think about that. It's pretty amazing. Boom. Boom. You know, and building. Yeah. And building, you know. With so, so Cincinnati Kayak Fishing, thank you. Really appreciate that. Sponsoring John Graves Kayak Fishing. And uh, Brandon Palmer, Little Miami Outdoors. Um, man, our outfitters. There you go. There you go. Uh, we're going to put that ring together. We got to do a uh, combo title for the podcast yeah. we'll work on that so things are developing uh slowly but that's kind of how we roll here at the rock and star ranch so uh thank you so much yak gadget everybody john thomas uh uh john thomas was so busy with yak gadget they was he uh, down there they didn't need to show up but i guess uh, they uh, they are jamming so check out yakgadget.com big shout out to those guys also a big shout out to uh paddle and finn and, uh, you know, if I, uh, literally doing, uh, this podcast for what, uh, this going on our third year, there was no doubt in my mind that somebody was going to show up down there and start a podcast and be very serious about it. Were they, were they I was too team? lazy to do it, but I knew somebody would. And I think I even told Brian Schiller and Jay and Jimmy and the gang, that if they did not get down there and present themselves as the premier podcast uh, uh, that's out there right now, right. their opportunity is there. They need to do it. And by golly, they did it. And they went down there and they did like 30 podcasts nice. uh, with all kinds of folks. Uh, and I think they really planted a good seed uh, for their future in podcast and what they've done with because I'll tell you what, that kayak demographic is exploding, yeah, man. I bet. It was nuts. I bet. Uh, we're going to talk about, next time we come back, let's talk about let's some more award-winning stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because you got a lot more detail. I got a lot more questions. I, I, there's so much more I want to know. We got questions. We got questions. Folks, thank you so much for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Really do appreciate it. And uh, again, man, uh, spread the love. Spread it. I uh, really, really do appreciate it. Poochie does. Got there. Poochie's very, he's always ready to spread some love. Love. He's very famous. There was a lot of people that Poochie. know that, that horse. That sounds like a very white right song. Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Creep. time for another Creeper. beer. We'll talk to you guys soon. Out. Out.
Folks, we all know the benefits of youth fishing, right? Putting a rod and reel in a kid's hands, it improves their focus, it improves their coordination, the confidence is built, it bonds families, it builds friendships and relationships, and outdoor fun is just simply good for all of us. Well, folks, American Tackle has partnered up with Autism Anglers and built and has introduced literally what I consider the best built youth fishing rod out there. It's a youth rod that's simply built for everybody. It's the youth fishing rod combo. This combo was designed to ensure a real quality, okay, a real quality fishing experience for the young angler. And it brings the families together and it delivers just what we all need, that unforgettable day on the water. It's a really unique rod and reel combo. They had to pry it out of my hands down there. I fell in love with this thing. You could cast it a country mile effortlessly. I was just slinging a one-eighth ounce shaky head jig with a American Tackle finesse worm on it. I was so just just mad with trying to catch one of those big Florida strain bass on this thing. <laughs> it's a super sensitive rod. Two-piece uh, graphite rod when that shaky head at about 45 or 50 yards out there hit that soft bottom on that retention pond. Folks, I could feel it. It's got the microwave guides, the wave army guides on this thing. That improves the accuracy and the distance on this rod and the capabilities of it. The reel, it's a super easy spin cast design, a three-in-one gear ratio. It's already pre-spooled with 95 yards of 10-pound monofilament line. It's in a black-blue, really cool anodized aluminum cone. It's a right hand retrieve, and the handle has just a really big double knob, comfortable to crank on that thing. It's a really pretty light blue color. I love it. Again, it's a two-piece microwave uh, air casting guide system on this thing. You have the ergonomic ATG2 P-seat on this. Uh, It's a graphite reel seat, so again, super sensitive. It's a 5.6 two-piece graphite rod that's kind of in a moderate to fast action, medium power. I'm telling you what, with the black EVA rear and fore grips, this is a youth fishing combo that is the bomb. Every kid is going to just fall in love with this and grow into it as well because you can take that reel off and you can put a let's say the lpa composite pro staff bait casting reel on there once that young angler angler starts to really get that educated thumb and you're giving back as well so each purchase benefits autism anglers with the mission of just bringing awareness and acceptance to those on the autism spectrum through the sport of fishing folks check this out thank you so much for your support and american tackle thank you so much for your support here at john graves kayak fishing just literally american tackle the center of the fishing industry world check them out at americantackle.us or you can also check them out at americantackleanglerproducts.com